today. But honestly, don't most of your friends think they're right when they tell you something? <laughs> they think they absolutely that, you know, so-and-so is doing a good job or a lousy job or he's important or, you know. And they are absolutely sure they're right. And so truth becomes, in culture, very relative. My truth about culture may be different than your truth about culture. And so this concept of having one ultimate truth, a deeper truth, a truth that Jesus gives us, um, is really very countercultural. His truth involves living into what we pray. For example, when we pray in the Lord's Prayer, we pray, Thy kingdom come. Now, do we really want that kingdom to come? Or are we pretty happy in the kingdom that we've made for ourselves? You know, we have a little kingdom here. Do we really want what we pray for? You see, this truth invites us into it in a deeper way than we think of, than we normally think about. Now we spent the last 27 weeks. That sounds like a long time, doesn't it? <laughs> that is the number of Sundays after Pentecost. And in those 27 weeks, which is the primary section of the church calendar, the church year, we have been leaning into and learning stories of Jesus' life, how he relates to people, of healings, of teachings. We have listened to the disciples struggle and just not get it. We have experienced all the things that have gone on. And Jesus has been teaching both the disciples and us that we are called to live differently in what is a very broken world. Our world is broken. Their world was broken. They were having as many rebellions and problems as we did, just different ones. And Jesus has been teaching through all of this time that his kingdom calls us into a different type of relationship. So, we have to be constantly reevaluating as a part of that, am I living into the truth of Jesus? Now we're going to take a little side trip here. Next week, we begin Advent. We get a hint of that in um, the Revelation reading, which says at the end of it, I am the Alpha and the Omega. I'm the beginning. I'm the middle. I'm the end, Jesus is saying. And it almost... <clears throat> When you read that, causes you to want to look up and see. Have you ever been a point in your life when you think, you know, Jesus, this would be a good day, second coming. <laughs> <laughs> when I had to take the graduate um, exams to be ordained, I thought, this would really be a good day. <laughs> a good day for you to come. But we all have those days be a good day for you just to come. But that reading begins us to draw into that, into the fact that he is Alpha, Omega. I won't be here next week. 
on Cameron's toes here, but I want to draw us into a little bit of Advent as before I leave. So, Advent draws us into the truth that we live in the now, but the not yet. We live in the now of Jesus' presence and his teachings and his actions and what we understand them to be and the Bible. But we don't live in the final place. We're not there yet. We haven't seen the second coming. So we live in this in-between sense. And it's essential to our understanding that because we live in this in-between space, we in fact kind of live on the edge. We live differently. We live in expectation. We live what we know about Jesus in the past. We know that in a few weeks we'll celebrate him coming as a baby. But there is a sense that we do not yet have any understanding of the fullness of his kingdom. But we're learning to live more and more in the truth. In a sense, the season of Advent is the season for the church at large. It's our everyday living that now, not yet. He's come, gosh, not yet in his final kingdom. So I was looking around. I like to go to Holly Hobby. I don't know if any of you like Holly Hobby. <laughs> And, this, and, you know, I'm just telling you, I'm making a disclaimer. I do like it, even though I'm going to pick on it in this thing, or any of the stores. It is not Thanksgiving yet. <laughs> and I have been inundated with catalogs telling me that I need to buy all of this stuff for Christmas. And I go into a store like Holly Hobby, and there is row after row after row of ornaments and decorations and um, paper plates and anything you might need for Christmas is in there. So the world moves differently than we are called to move as, as Christians. You know, there's a almost a frenzied um, nature to the season before Christmas. Now, I have not heard yet any Christmas carols. But they're out there. They are out there. I know some of you have already told them. And we are told by all the people that are selling and pushing these things that Christmas is the what? Most wonderful time of the year. And yet by the time we get to Christmas, so many of us are exhausted. We're drained. We're not that excited. Can we just take down the tree? Um, but we're told it's the most wonderful time of the year, and yet if we look around, there's a whole lot of suffering going on. There's a whole lot of people who aren't going to have a happy Christmas. There are people who are suffering disappointments, who are stressed, who have lost jobs. Um, there's grief, there's confusion, there's everything that goes on in this, quote, most wonderful time of the year. And it's equally a part of our reality, that those things are part of our daily life. You see, we are citizens, you and I, of two different worlds. The world that we're in right now, and the age to come. And we stand poised 
between those two, trying to work out um, how to truly live into the truth that Jesus calls us. Sometimes it's hard to remember that we live on the edge. It's so easy to get caught up in the world. In the book, The Brothers Karamazov, by Dostoevsky, we find the words, God and the devil are fighting, and the battleground is the human heart. And I think that is a great truth. God and the world are struggling. And the battleground is within us. Where do we stick to truth? Where do we walk deeper into faith? Where do we trust Jesus a little bit more? There's a spiritual battle going on that requires us to seek God's truth and to live faithfully because we truly do live in the now. And we're asked to engage in our culture, but engage differently. We live in the now, but the not yet. So, next week, there'll be a little bit of change in the service. The um, hangings and the decorations will be different. Um, Joanne, I'm not sure what color you use for Advent. Is it purple or purple? purple. So um, you'll see purple vestments. You'll see it's a more penitential feel. Um, we're going to change to Eucharistic Prayer B. Um, I asked Father Cameron. He said that he didn't mind changing it. So I'm hoping that it ends up being Eucharistic Prayer B. Because Eucharistic Prayer B has a more incarnational theme to it. And so I want you to be listening next week in the prayer when it says, For in these last days you sent him to be incarnate from the Virgin Mary. It changes the flavor of the service. Advent calls us to be a community, not just here in Good Shepherd, with the church at large, with all the people. It's about the communion of all believers who hang in this now and not yet place. All of who believe that the best is yet to come. That God has a plan for us. Now we live in a culture that emphasizes the power of positive thinking. Have you ever done that? Have you ever gone in the bookstore and seen how you can absolutely change your life by buying one of these 472 books? <laughs> is the Bible. <laughs> um, we live in a, in a culture that's driven by the power of positive. Well, if I think good things, I'll be good things. But that's not what we're called to. That's who we're called to be. We're called to live out the reality of Jesus in our life, of his truth, to live into what he is calling us to be. And we're to live in a culture where our thinking is on often radically different from the people around us. There's a theologian named Karl Barth. Some of you probably have heard of him. And he writes that it is the coming judgment of Christ, that it is the sure foundation of hope. And this is what I want you to really hear. We live in expectation of eternal life as we stand in the darkness of the present order. We live, we live in expectation of eternal life as we stand in the darkness of the present order. We look for the redemption of creation. We wait for the second coming. Now, to circle back to John's gospel, 
briefly. We're invited at this season of upcoming Advent, as well as all year long, to enter into the truth of the gospel, the story of truth, the full understanding of what it is to be in relationship with Jesus. Our faith, our truth, our hope for the future are all bound up in this story of ultimate redemption. It begins with Adam and Eve, and it continues on from there. God has been involved in, involved in redeeming humanity. And so Advent calls us, as the gospel calls us, to live both in truth, but in expectation. To await his coming as we celebrate his birth in a few weeks to await his coming, his final coming in glory. Advent reminds us that God came and that he will come once again. Amen. Amen. Amen.